Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1307. Drive fast, take chances. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, calling in from Glendora, California, Hannah Grisham. Hey, Hannah, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I'm buckled up and ready for a fun ride, Mark. All right, I'll try to keep it on the track here. Hannah Grisham is a young and upcoming race car driver who started driving at the age of three and was on a motorcycle at the age of four and racing carts by the time she was six years old. At the age of 16, she was racing Spec Miatas, and today, at 19 years of age, Hannah has over 300 races from the club to national levels under her belt. She holds multiple karting class championships, and she's earned the IKF expert designation. She's the second female to win the prestigious IKF Lake Speed Achievement of Excellence in Karting Award, and she has earned the SoCal Sprinters Driver of the Year and High Point Eagle Award as well. Hannah has earned the nickname The Closer, and some call her Hannah Zilla. I love that. So, Hannah, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment, share a little bit more about your career and your passion for racing automobiles? Yeah, well, I'm 19 years old, and I'm currently a freshman at San Diego State. I'm a business finance major. My dad actually used to race motorcycles, but he decided that he wanted to get me into some type of racing. So when I was six years old, I started racing go-karts. I did that for about 10 years and now I race Mazda Miatas. So I would say now I'm just trying to make a career doing what I love to do. Well, very cool. I think it's great. And you and I have something in common, Hannah. I went to San Diego State, so I hope you're taking care of the, yeah, I hope you're taking care of the campus there for me. It was a great school, uh, earned some degrees there, uh, one in business, of course. So I was on that side of the campus as well. So very, very cool. Yeah, I grew up uh, in San Diego, so uh, very familiar with that area. In fact, I just came back from the La Jolla Concours, had a good time down there. So wonderful place, wonderful campus, great school. Well, as we continue on your journey, I always like to start with a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tire smoking in your case here on cars yeah so hannah take the wheel my mantra would be drive fast take chances and this was actually something that my sister would always say to me and i guess you could say it just kind of stuck with me i think life is about taking chances you can't always be too comfortable you don't always know exactly if the decision you're making is right but you just have to live with it and take that chance. Absolutely. I, you know what comes to mind here with that philosophy, and it certainly is a good one to have in racing, is a quote. And I think it was by Mario Andretti. You may have heard this before. If you feel comfortable, you're not going fast enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is, is that something you would believe in on the track? Oh, definitely. I think when you're too comfortable in a car or go-kart, there's something wrong because you need to always be kind of on the edge of your seat. Yeah, absolutely, especially in racing for sure. Very cool. Well, let's go back in time a little bit. Now, you're a young woman, but you started uh, playing with cars, motorcycles, carts way, way, way back. 
I'd love for you to share a story that instigated your personal passion for racing, that pivotal moment in your life when you said, you know what, I'm going to be a race car driver. Yeah. So like I said, my dad used to race motorcycles. So racing is kind of in my family, but more in the off-road world. So I grew up around motorcycles and that type of thing. So when I was about three years old one year, I got this little yellow buggy and I love that thing. I drove it around crazily. And my dad, (laughs) I guess as he would say, he sort of saw the light in my eyes when I drove that thing. So Uh he thought, well, this is, you know, this is the perfect thing for her to do. So when I was about six years old on my birthday, he decided to buy me a go-kart. And I think from the first time that I got in that car and I started driving it, I think I just knew from there that this is what I wanted to do with my life. And it's just (laughs) gone from there ever since then. Yeah, I think so. You know, it's it's pretty fortunate to discover a passion at such a young age. You must have been the coolest kid on the street, though, six (laughs) years old. I think I was uh, nine when I got my first go-kart. But uh, yeah, but you uh, you had a big head start on me. That's for sure. Uh, It sounds like fun. Well, Let's take a look at some of the roads you've driven now. Now, again, you're a young woman, so I've been on the planet probably about oh, four times as, as long as you. Has it been that long? No, three times. I won't age myself that much, but a lot longer. But I, I like to ask my guests for a big challenge or a big failure that they face along the way. You've chosen a path of racing, which is a very challenging career path, of course. There's all sorts of ups and downs. One week, you're a winner. The next week, you're in the wall. So, Talk us through an experience that was real challenging for you and tell us how that experience helped you gain even more momentum as you move forward in your racing career. Well, I think one of the biggest challenges that I've faced so far in racing, and you're definitely so right about it always being up and down. You never know what's going to happen. But one of the biggest things that happened to me was when I was about 11 years old, I was in the car with my dad coming home from a race and I was like, I can't really see that well out of one of my eyes. And we found out that I had amblyopia and what that is. What is that? Yeah. So what it is, is pretty much your brain shuts off one of your eyes because one of them is kind of weaker. So it just completely shuts it off. So I, I mean, technically I was kind of seeing with only one eye and, you know, racing a go-kart kind of crazy to think about that yeah yeah but there are actually two types of amblyopia and one is where you have a lazy eye and then there's the rare form which is what i have which you don't get the the lazy eye and your brain shuts off your eye oh my gosh so yeah so uh we luckily found out about that and usually it's found out when you're a younger kid so it's easier to treat So it was a little bit more difficult in my case, but I had to do things like wear an eye patch around my house to just strengthen my eye, which I remember was so frustrating for me because I'd be like just drawing or whatever. And it would make me so mad because I like couldn't see what I was doing. Thankfully, it got better. And now it's not that much of a problem for me. I wear contacts and glasses, just, you know, keep my eye strong, make sure it doesn't get worse. Wow. That must have been horribly frustrating. Now, when you had to wear a patch, were you wearing it over the strong eye so that the weak eye had to work? Yes, exactly. I see. Okay. Wow. 
that must have been horrifying uh, at first because you're just going, what is going on with my vision? You see your whole career, sorry for the pun, start to evaporate uh, yeah. because you think, how am I going to drive with one eye? And it'd be people, you know, people may say, well, you still have one eye, but try go out and drive <laughs> with one eye covered. It, it really distorts everything. It almost makes you sick to your stomach um, when you have to do that. I was, I used to race vintage cars and I got something in an eye one time. I had wear contacts and I had to close my eye while I was driving and it was very bizarre. It was, oh, I, had yeah. pull, I had to pull off because I'm like, I'm going to hit something <laughs> here because yeah. Oh my gosh. So, so the, are there exercises and things that the eye doctors have you do to help strengthen other than wearing a patch over one eye? Um, it was mainly just wearing the eye patch and then just getting like contacts and glasses or whatnot, just so that as like in my day to day life that I was like seeing kind of more like normally so that mm, it was like I continually see. strengthening my eye and teaching yeah. my brain to use it. Wow. Oh, my God. Well, I'm glad you've recovered mostly from that. That could be especially horrifying for a young anybody, but a young person, especially somebody who wants to drive. Wow. That must have been really scary. Well, let's have a little bit of fun and talk about your first really special vehicle. And I always ask my guests this question, but maybe in your case, I'll ask you it this way. The first special race car that you got into where you really felt like, you know what? I really am a race car driver now because karting is cool and it's very serious. But maybe there was a time you got into a car that you went, okay, this is it. For me, I would have to say the most sentimental or special car that I raced is probably the one I race now, which is my Miata. And why I say that is there's a little story behind it. But Oh, good. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so the man who owns my car, who has become like a part of our family now, but he, when I first started racing, it was about three years ago in this. And the reason that he was looking for a younger female to race his car was that he had had a son who actually raced Miatas with him. And it was like a bonding thing for them, you know, something they would go do on the weekends and whatnot. But unfortunately, his son was killed in a motorcycle accident, which was very oh, no. sad. Yeah, I think after that happened a little bit, he still wanted to help a young kid, you know, pursue this industry and mm -hmm. uh, make, make a career doing what they love. So he decided to help me. And I think it's been beneficial for both of us, not only being somewhat therapeutic for him in a way, but also just helping me and, you know, yeah. making that connection. So yeah, I would have to say my Miata. Well, it sounds like it. Can we give this gentleman a shout out? What is his name? Yeah, his name is James Brown. He actually runs there. When I what I do is I'll say that again. That was a little weird. Um, so where I race with NASA SoCal, they have a Teen Mazda Challenge, and it pretty much just helps like the teens, I guess you would say, just pursue their career. And he actually runs it. But yeah, his name is James Brown. He's a super nice man would help anyone with anything. Wow. Nice guy. Well, you both are very fortunate to have found each other. I think that's fantastic what he's doing to help a young driver uh, move up through the ranks and share her passion with others. That's very cool. Shout out to James Brown. How about a vehicle that you've let go? I know, again, you're very young, so maybe you don't have a seller's remorse story, but maybe you do. 
Yeah, so when I was thinking about this question, I was like, hmm, I don't know. I haven't really had that many cars or vehicles. But the thing is, is that my dad is kind of a pack rat. And if you walked into our garage, you would be able to tell instantly because we have so much stuff. But which is, it can be good, but it can also be kind of bad. But thankfully, I still have my first go-kart and all that kind of stuff. We even have pieces of motors from times when I would like blow up an engine on the track or anything. So thankfully, my dad is kind of a pack rat. So I still have a lot of that memorabilia. Well, it's important to keep that stuff. My father was that way too. Our garage was always packed. The cars could never fit in there, which always bugged (laughs) me. But uh, I couldn't get my bicycle in there half the time, but he kept everything. But I think that came from growing up on a farm. But you know, I've got the same thing. Uh, Sitting behind me here at my desk is a, a cam. Out of my Lotus 18, when that car ventilated itself, let's put it that way, a little <laughs> hole in the bottom of the engine, I just keep that there because that was a very expensive fix. So it's a little memory. Uh, yeah. And also I've got a, a piston uh, with a, a very broken piston in my display cabinet behind me as well. <laughs> that's a, a reminder of a, a Lola T290 sports racer that uh, grenaded on me at Sears Point. So, uh, yeah, sometimes I wonder why I even keep those because they weren't very good. <laughs> memories but i don't know this is kind of a piece of history i think is a little bit yeah well i would i would love for you to share with our listeners what has you excited about your racing this year uh where might we expect to see you race and uh, what are you looking forward to in 2019 um well first i'm looking forward to just pursuing my education and business because if racing doesn't work out you know i'll still have that backup plan and I'll st- still be able to have a role in the motorsports industry. Mm-hmm. But as in racing-wise, I would say the Mazda offers a really great shootout. I don't know if you've heard of it, but they offer a great program where every year they pretty much give out a $100,000 scholarship to race MX-5 Cup. So nice. I think that's what has me most excited. I'm trying to win that this year and hopefully just continue to pursue my racing career very cool what are some of the places you plan on racing this year um as of right now uh fontana at the speedway button willow willow springs we might be going to ohio in later this year for our nationals but we'll see um for right now it's pretty local stuff but yeah very cool i love it We'll we'll make sure we keep track of you. Do you have a website where people can follow you, follow along with your racing? Are you active in social media? I do. I have my website, which is hannahgrisham.com. And I have uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, which is all also Hannah Grisham Racing. So you can look me up and see what I'm doing. Cool, cool. I'll make sure I put links to those sites on Hannah's show notes page on the Carjow website so you can follow her in her racing endeavors. Hannah, up next is the last lap. Before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors that make this possible. Hey, fellow automotive enthusiasts, you know I'm a huge fan of Covercraft. I've protected my vehicles with their products since 1975. That's right, all the way back to my high school days. Want to keep your vehicle's exterior and interior looking new? It's easy with a Covercraft car cover. A car cover is the best way to keep your vehicle looking great for years to come. Car covers protect your paint from fallout, birds, dust, 
rain, insects, and pollen. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. I use my Covercraft car covers every single day. Right now, you can get 10% off all Covercraft custom car covers or their ready-fit car covers. Plus, they offer you over 15 quality fabrics to choose from. Their spring sale is from April 15th through June 16th, 2019. Order direct at Covercraft.com and tell the mark at Cars Yeah sent you. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com. That's Covercraft.com. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. Hey, Mark Green here from Cars Yeah. Did you know you can now see me on the Cars Yeah TV show? It's a weekly visit to some of my past Cars Yeah podcast guests, and I take you along for the ride. You go behind the garage door and into their lives, their businesses, and you get to see what makes them successful. With tens of millions of viewers, Cars Yeah TV is making its mark. Cars Yeah TV is available on MAV TV and Lucas Oil Racing TV. You'll find MAV TV on Direct TV. Fubo TV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through Lucas Oil Racing Television online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. All right, Hannah, we are back, and I have a a bit of an introspective question for you. We delve into the racer's mind here a little bit. If you woke up tomorrow and you were manifested into a car, not what you want to be, but how you perceive yourself as a vehicle, what kind of car would Hannah be and why? So my Miata that I race now is actually modeled after the 787B Mazda prototype that mm-hmm. won the, the Le, Mans, Le Mans in 1991. And mm-hmm. so I think I would be this car because it was a solid car. It was consistent. It was also kind of underestimated in a way by its competitors. And yeah. ultimately the car won because it was reliable. So I think that's what kind of car I would be if I was a car. Very nicely answered. I like that. Reliable, uh, a little underestimated, but very fast and could uh, last the race. So I like that. All right. We are entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of that Miata throttle. So here we go. (laughs) What's the best racing advice you've ever received? Well, a man that used to help me in go-karts, and he's also kind of like a part of family, he used to tell me sometimes when we weren't doing too great, and right before I was about to go out onto the track, he would tell me, Hannah, don't let them get confused. (laughs) Okay, now explain that a little bit more, because I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, so sometimes, you know, a lot of kids in go-karting, Sometimes, you know, they'd have the full teams of people helping them and stuff. And that wasn't really me. So Mm -hmm. sometimes we wouldn't be doing that great. And he would just come up to me and tell me that. And to me, how I took it as was there's all these people and I knew I was better than them. And I think he really knew that I was better than them. And, you know, he didn't want them to get confused that, you know, I should be ahead of them, I guess. 
Ah, I see. Very nicely said. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years? To me, I think my best habits would be that I'm a very calm and collective person, and that shows in my driving style. When I drive, since I've been doing this since I was six, it's become pretty natural to me. So it's almost like I don't even really, there's no thought. Sorry, I said that weird. When I drive, there's not a lot of thoughts going through my head because people will even ask me, you know, like, what are you thinking about when you're racing? And to be Mm -hmm. honest, not much goes through my head when I'm racing. Like, there's nothing really, to be honest, because it's just so natural to me. Like, my body just takes over and it's just, you know, it knows what to do. Yeah, I like it. Now, I'm going to ask you this because of what you just said, where did Hannah Zilla come from? Because that sounds like Godzilla, like attacking <laughs> and and the closer, the other nickname you have. So where did those two nicknames come from? Well, Hannah Zilla was a nickname that my dad gave to me when I was younger. And as a child, I was a crazy child. Just my dad says I was born like just screaming. Um, but I was <laughs> a very lively, just crazy child. Which yeah. I feel like if you met me now in person, like you wouldn't really expect it. But I you've was calmed down very a little wild. bit with your with yeah. your old age, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I was very wild, so that's where he got that nickname. And then uh-huh. the closure was a nickname that somebody gave to me in go karting because I have never really been able to qualify the greatest. But you know, like the seven eighty seven B, I'm very consistent. And towards the end of the race was when I would shine, and that's when I would really just gain on people. So that's yeah. why I got the nickname, The Closer. The Closer. I love it. Those are great. How about a resource? Is there one that you'd like to share with the Cars Yeah listeners that you're really fond of? So some of the people that I am partnered with, like City of Hope and the Women's Sports Foundation Project Podium. So mm-hmm. City of Hope is a cancer treatment and research center and women's sports foundation project podium is actually ran by lynn st james and it pretty much just helps women in the motorsports industry and you can look up either of those online if you would like to great absolutely i'll make sure i post those on hannah's show notes page of course regular listeners here on cars yeah will recognize lynn st james she's been a guest on the show a couple times here wonderful lady she's introduced me to so many great people Certainly an icon and legend in racing industry, especially for women. So shout out to Lynn. Now, if I could arrange for you to sit down and have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that be? Well, it's actually Lynn again, Lynn St. James. Lynn has just paved like the path for women in motorsports. I actually do know her, but every time I talk to her, I come out of the conversation with just a bunch of valuable information. So I think that's why I'd pick her. I just, she's so knowledgeable about this sport and all the people in it and the industry itself. Yeah. Great lady for sure. Well, how about a book? Is there a book you've read that you think the other people would enjoy reading as well? So most of the books that I have read recently have been assigned to me in school. Mm -hmm. Um, So I guess one of the ones that I've been most fond of, which it's not a racing book, but it's 1984 by George Orwell. I oh, just yeah. think it's so interesting how he pretty much foretold his idea of the future. And it's crazy to see that it's, you know, he almost got it right. Like, it's pretty accurate. Yeah. It's crazy. 
Yeah, absolutely. And you think 1984, oh my gosh, that seems like a ages ago. In fact, 84, that was the year I got married. So that was uh, like almost 35 years ago. So has been a little while, but yeah, great book. Absolutely. Well, I remind our listeners, you can find all these great resources Hannah has shared with us today on her Cars yeah show notes page. Just go to the Cars yeah website, type in Hannah, H-A-N-N-A-H, Grisham, G-R-I-S-H-A-M, and her page will pop right up. And that book, of course, if you've never read it, where have you been? Under a rock somewhere, or maybe you're just really young. You should read it anyway, even though 1984 was a ways back. Uh, a lot of those things certainly, if not all, have come true. All right, we are up to the checkered flag. This is a flag you've seen many times, Hannah. I'm going to do something really nice for you today. I'm going to buy you any cool collector car or race car on the planet. But there's a couple rules to this game. One is you can't sell it to buy a bunch of racing tires and clutches and oil and gas and all that stuff. You've got to keep this vehicle in your garage to enjoy. You have to drive it. No garage queens allowed here on Cars Yeah. And it's the only cool collector car, race car, vintage car that you can have in your garage. Choose wisely, young lady. <laughs> okay, well, the car that I think it would be would be a 1970 Cuda with a Hemi. And I picked this car because it's my mom's favorite car. And ever since I was a kid, I've always told her that someday I would buy her this car. So I Ah. think it would be very sentimental to me. Well, it's very nice of you that the car you picked is something for your mom. (laughs) You know, I've had a few guests that do that, and I think it's pretty darn special. Uh, Mostly it's been for their parents, parents who've sacrificed and done a lot of things for them to allow them to do things. That's really, really nice. Well, you know, I just had had Mark Warman on the show not too long ago, a couple months Uh ago. He's from Graveyard Cars. He's like the Mopar king. I'm sure if I give Mark a call, in fact, I saw him down at the Costa Mesa Car Show. I got to interview him. I'm sure if I gave him a call, he could find us something really, really cool for your mom. Uh, would you like that to be a convertible? Because they made a few convertibles, you know. I think so. I think she likes the convertible. I think so. Yeah. You're going to go for the expensive one here, as long as I'm paying for the car. That's okay, though. And what color do you think she'd like? Because they they have those in some pretty cool colors, plum crazy and sublime. What color would you like yours to be? I think she would love just the, the cherry red, the iconic red. All right. Well, I'll get to work. Make sure we can find you that car. Deliver it down there in beautiful, sunny, uh, uh, well, I was going to say San Diego, but that's where you're going to college. Maybe she'll let you take yeah. it to the campus. But Glendora, that's a beautiful part of California as well. So. I'll see what I can do. I'll get to work for you. And uh, let's not tell mom yet. Let's make sure uh, I can get that car delivered (laughs) in time. But I think that's pretty darn nice. Well, Hannah, you've taken me on a great ride around the track. I knew this would be fun, fast, and furious. I really enjoyed getting to know you better. I want to thank you for sharing your journey in racing. Could you offer us one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you drive off into the sunset in mom's 1970 Cuda with a Hemi? Uh, My advice would be to never doubt yourself and never sell yourself short. I think the key to doing anything in life well is to believe in yourself. If you can't believe in yourself, then why would other people believe in you? There you go. Words of wisdom from a young lady who's living her dream and uh, living the passion of racing. Fantastic. Again, what's the best way for our listeners to follow along with you and your racing? You can find me on my website, hannahgrishamracing.com, or you can find me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook at Hannah Grisham Racing. There we go. And again, I'll put links to all those on Hannah's show notes page. I'd encourage you to follow this young lady. 
and her racing career. I think she's going to go places as if she hasn't already. I think this is going to be a great future for you, Hannah. And thank you for reaching out to me to be a guest here on Cars Yeah. And thanks for being so generous today with your time, your expertise, and for sharing your experiences with our listeners. Say hello to some of my alumni there at San Diego State. (laughs) Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you, Mike. There you go. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.